0: uh, on the mark, listeners, on a Saturday morning, on uh, whatever you may be listening, however you may be listening, on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, or maybe you're listening uh, on the uh, on the terrestrial Radio 1070 AM on the dial. Appreciate it, or possibly you're tuning into the On the Mark Facebook page if you're uh, if you're wondering how to find me on Facebook, social media. That's the best place. Search On the Mark K H M O, all one word on Facebook, or hit me up directly on Twitter, on Instagram. At Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. A A chilly Saturday, January 29th here in uh, the uh, heart of Quincy, Illinois. But thank you so much for tuning on in. Uh, What a jam-packed show we have for everyone today. It is, of course, championship weekend in the NFL. You know what that means. That means we have four possible Super Bowl matchups. I will predict which one I think we actually see two weeks from tomorrow. Also, a little bit later on the show, I'll kind of rank the matchup and say, all right, these are the ones I think have the best storylines. These are the ones the NFL would want to see most for the ratings, blah, 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 blah. You know the drill with that. So we'll have some fun a little bit uh, with that later on the show. The Bears, my beloved Chicago Bears, have a new head coach, have a new general manager. I'll give strong thoughts on both of those hires coming on up during the show this morning. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on a little bit if we have time towards the end of the show, an NBA All-Star weekend. We have our All-Star starters announced. Uh, and of course, the AFC, after what we saw last week with uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and what we're about to see tomorrow with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. I'm going to go through the AFC young quarterbacks and kind of rank them as far as these are the people I would want in order uh, to be leading my franchise. And the AFC is just loaded with young quarterbacks. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Lots to get to and it's all brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back, that's Cunis Honda Hyundai. I can't thank Cunis Honda Hyundai enough. Honestly, when it's cold like this and it's been freezing here uh, in the Tri-States the past week, Week. Getting that remote start on my truck. Oh. That alone was worth getting a new, uh, my new truck from a uh, Honda Hyundai. If you're driving around in a vehicle uh, that is not built for the weather, stop by Kunis Honda Hyundai. I'm telling you, they can get you into a new vehicle for probably less of what you're paying for what you're currently driving. It's incredible what they're doing over there. They got the new tax incentive program. We'll talk about that uh, later on with tax returns on the show. But shout out to Kunis Honda Hyundai, uh, as always, for being a part of On The Mark. And uh, take it from me, I'm a part of the Kunis Honda Hyundai family. All right. Lots to get to. Let's dive head first. I will uh, break down each matchup. Cincy at Kansas City, 49ers at Rams. Give you my picks. It's Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. So let's start with the first game of the weekend, Sunday, 2 o'clock on CBS. That's 2 o'clock local time here in the Central Time Zone. Cincinnati is plus 7 at Kansas City. Uh, This is a a rematch of Week 17, only this time it's in Kansas City. Uh, If you go back to the Week 17 matchup, the Bengals beat Kansas City 34-31 in Cincy. That was a massive game. That was uh, for Cincinnati. Uh, I remember being on this show at that point in time in in, uh, in early December. I remember us talking about the fact that since he had a tough road ahead, since he had games at Baltimore. Cleveland and uh, Kansas City and they had to win two of three to win the division and make the playoffs and they did it. Uh, They won Baltimore. They won against Kansas City. They rested their starters at loss against Cleveland at the end of the season and Cincinnati has just looked like a different team since early December. Offensively, uh, they just are flying on all cylinders. They can run the ball with Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Burrow has been absolutely incredible over the last two months. Um, You have, of course, um, a defense that is playing um, the best that I've seen them. It's not a great defense, but they're able to get after the quarterback. Uh, they're able to make some big plays when it comes to it. They can they can rush the passer off the edge. Uh, and uh, they've been playing incredible football since that win against Kansas City. And that win against Kansas City for Kansas City Week 17 at Cincinnati, that was a loss that could have derailed their season. Remember they had won seven, eight straight games after that bad 3-4 and four start, the slow start to the season. They were riding high firing in all cylinders. They scored a bunch of points in that game against Cincinnati, but remember us talking about after that game Man, are we concerned about Kansas City's defense? Now they basically lost the one seed. They're going to probably have to go to Tennessee in the AFC Championship game. And here we are two months later, and Cincinnati is in Kansas City as Kansas City hosts them again for the AFC Championship game, fourth straight AFC Championship game hosted for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, in that game, there were some unique stats, and I'll get into that in a bit. Let me just start by saying this. I think the Kansas City is going to win this game. I'm picking Kansas City to win this game at home. Do they cover the seven? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough matchup to predict uh, as far as covering the points because Kansas City's we know can score with 13 seconds. They don't need much time to just put points on the board. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals in a in a similar way uh, can score at will. Uh, Jamar Chase in that Week 17 win for Cincinnati against Kansas. Kansas City had 11 catches, 266 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, this is an electric Bengals offense, so they can score as well. I think the game is close. I would take Cincy in the points, but I'm going to take Kansas City to win the game. I don't. I think it's 30 to 26. Seven thirty twenty five. it's a, maybe an odd number somewhere wrong there 3126 I think the Bengals are in this game uh, until the fourth quarter now Patrick Mahomes leads the drive to takes care of business maybe the Bengals uh, you know fumble the ball there's some sort of turnover uh, you know they get stuffed on a big uh, you know uh, quick three and out they punt the ball to maybe try to get the ball back but Kansas City eats up the clock to win this game I think it's really competitive and fun game through three quarters uh, Listen, Arrowhead is going to be rocking. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I like the Chiefs, and let me explain it. First and foremost, they have better players, and they have, a, in my opinion, much more experienced and better head coach and a better quarterback. So they have all of those crucial things that you want going for you in an AFC Championship game. The Chiefs have going for them. Better quarterback, better coach, better overall roster, and they're at home at one of the toughest places to play. The Chiefs have been in these big games. Uh, the Bengals are remind me a lot of the Bills two years ago. This is kind of their like, hello, welcome to the playoffs. Never been here before. They're riding on a ton of momentum. They're playing fearless and they have nothing to lose. But eventually that can catch up to you, especially against a team that's better coach, better quarterback at home and has a ton of big game experience. The Chiefs have all of that going for them right now. I think the fact that this this game is in Kansas City plays a huge factor in this game. We've seen that Bengals offensive line struggle Um, uh, on the road and at home protecting Joe Burrow. I think that plays uh, an even bigger factor when they're on the road against a Kansas City front four that is aggressive, that is playing really well. Chris Jones can get after the it, it just cause havoc uh, free up the space for the linebackers in the back end. Tyron Matthew, I think he I expect him to play in this game after the concussion. That was a huge part of that Bills game as well of why the Chiefs, I think defense played so poorly uh, during that game was that you had Tyron Matthew out the whole game. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of factors that go in to it. I love the Chiefs in this game for those simple reasons. I think I also love the Chiefs in this game because the f- the fact of the matter is this isn't a letdown game. There are some rumbling online I've seen throughout the week. There's, are the Chiefs in a letdown game? You know, they're, the big game was the Bills. Everyone's talking about the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, and that was such an electric game. It was one of the greatest football games I'd ever witnessed with my two eyes. And now they have to just do it again uh, where the Bengals are playing completely with house money. So you could argue maybe it's a little bit of a letdown spot for Kansas City. But it's an AFC championship game. And the fact that the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The reason the Chiefs didn't get the bye week and had to deal with Buffalo and all this craziness and all the things that are going on is because... They lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they lost that one-seed opportunity. So I think there's a ton of motivation for uh, for Kansas City and all that. Now, let me make the case for Cincinnati. Again, I'm I'm predicting Kansas City, something along the lines of 31-26, close game into the fourth quarter. I'm picking Kansas City. Let me lay out for you how the Bengals win this game. A lot of people would say it has to be Joe Burrow. He has to go off. I would argue Uh, the opposite way. I think in order for the Bengals to win this game, you, you would need a heavy dose of Joe Mixon. The Bengals in their week 17 win against the Chiefs. Yes, Joe Burrow had three, uh, 446 yards and four touchdowns, 30 of 39. He was insanely good. Now, can that happen again? Obviously, Joe Burrow's proven that he can get really, really hot. But I think in order for the Bengals to win this game on this stage in the AFC Championship game, you'd have to see a heavy dose of Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon early, the running back for the Bengals, would have to break a big, a big run. Uh, the Bengals would really start to have to establish the run game early, and they, I think the Bengals have to keep it fairly low scoring. I don't think the Bengals win this game in a shootout. The Bills are the best shootout team in the league besides Kansas City and they lost in a shootout to Kansas City. The the Bengals can't get into that type of shootout with Kansas City as I think it could get ugly for the Bengals in that way because of just how bad their offensive line is. So for the Bengals, I think the way they could have a chance to win this game, establish the run early, make Kansas City respect the fact that you're running the ball and then Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, that offense uh, has to find a couple easy touchdowns somewhere. But but mainly through establishing the run. If Joe Mixon has 130 yards, two touchdowns on 20 carries, that's a good. That's a that's a good sign for the Cincinnati Bengals. They also cannot turn the ball over. You just cannot. Uh, Burrow was sacked, you know, nine times against Tennessee, and they won that game. That's not happening again. It's just not. It shouldn't happen even against Tennessee for them to win. Get sacked that many times. I like the Chiefs to take care of the Bengals. I think it's a great game. I think it's an entertaining game. It's not an instant classic like Buffalo. And, uh, and Kansas City last weekend, but Kansas City pulls away in the fourth, uh, the, and Patrick Mahomes makes the crucial plays of the crucial times like we've seen him do before. The moment's a little too big for the upstart Bengals. It's not too big for Joe Burrow. I think it's a little too big for the upstart Bengals as a whole, if that makes sense. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO. and the KMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Ask about that complimentary no-fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. All right, we got my pick for the AFC. Let's go to the second game of the weekend, Sunday, 5.30 p.m. on Fox Part three, 49ers, they are three-and-a-half-point dogs in L.A. to the Rams. Now, uh, the Rams are 0 2 against the Niners this year, including that incredible Week 18 overtime game, which we thought maybe was the game of the year. Remember, the Niners were down 17 to 3 at half. Sean McVay had never lost a game when leading at halftime in his NFL career, playoffs included. Uh, he uh, they have a big lead going into half. Uh, Matt Stafford bad interception in the second half. A couple bad punts and drives ending quickly. The Niners couple explosive plays get it to overtime. They they kick the field goal. Stafford does the interception. The Niners get into the playoffs on an overtime Week 18 win in L.A. against their division rivals. And here we are now for Part 3 as the, as the Rams lost Part 1-2 in uh, San Francisco at the beginning of the year. That was a blowout game. Uh, I have it written down here somewhere. Uh, they lost that game uh, 31-10 in uh, San Francisco early in the year. So, listen. All the signs point to the fact that this is a nightmare scenario for the Rams. Right, uh, they're, they're, it's kind of their in division rival. It's it's uh, Kyle Shanahan who just seems to have Sean McVay's number, even though Sean McVay has been fantastic about pretty much everyone else, uh, including the other teams in his own division. This is a this is a bad spot for the Rams to be in. That being said. Before I break the game down, I'll tell you why I like the Rams to win this game at home. I'm gonna take the Rams. 27-24. 27-24. The Niners cover. Stafford leads the Rams on a touchdown drive at the end of the game uh, late in the fourth quarter to seal the victory. Jimmy G gets the ball back with a minute or something left. Aaron Donald or Vaughn Miller makes a big sack play. The Rams end up going to the Super Bowl uh, and, and win the game. That's how I see it going down. Now let me break it down for you. Some of the things that concern me for the Rams, obviously the physicality of the 49ers. Um, the 49ers they are a team that has some sort of mental edge over the LA Rams. I don't know what it is but it's just one of those things. It's a lot like as a Bears fan watching the Bears against the Packers over the last 20 years. There's been plenty of times uh, not plenty of times but there's been a handful of times where the Bears are the better team going into Green Bay or hosting Green Bay. But there's something about the ethos of playing the Packers the Bears get a little tighter uh, They the mistakes happen Aaron Rodgers was or, or Favre is phenomenal, and a, a better Bears team uh, loses a game at home that they were favored to win, or something like that. There's an ethos to it, a little bit like um, you know the Steelers versus the the Browns. I know that the Rams are better than the Browns, but. You just have this big brother, little brother, and there's something to the Niners and the Rams where uh, Sean McVay he just is owned by Kyle Shannon. That's obviously a concern. The fact that the Niners are 2-0 and against the Rams and the Rams are a better team this year is an obvious concern in picking the Rams. But why do I like the Rams? Well, I like the Rams because it is extraordinarily difficult to beat a team three times in a year. I also think that all of the motivation, the press clippings, all of that is in the Rams' favor right now. The Niners have beaten them two times. They have all of those that film to look back on to figure out there's high motivation for this Rams team. I also think... There's a difference between playoff football and regular season football, and you've already seen it in the two games that the Rams have played so far this season, uh, this postseason. Aaron Donald did not have the, the defensive play of the year type season he's had the past two years, but in the playoffs so far, he's been an absolute wrecking ball. Aaron Donald, prime Aaron Donald. Von Miller has been elevated in the playoffs. Jalen Ramsey obviously got burned, but he's been playing really, really well. I think this Rams defense at home steps up, plays really big and the, and the star players make star plays for the Rams defense throughout the game. I also think that the, the Rams eventually will have seen uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense so many times. Jimmy G is going to have to try to make a play. He's going to have to. And I just don't know if Jimmy G in the big moment is going to be able to make the play. Everything went wrong for the Rams last weekend in the fourth quarter. And what happened? Matt Stafford proved that he stepped up and made the big play. No one's been talking about the Rams all week because that game of the year and what was incredible win for the Rams in Tampa. I thought Tampa was going to win that game. They have the, They make the plays. They come out. They were the better team all game. And then when they let Tampa back into the game, what happened? Matt Stafford steps up to the moment, hits the big plays uh, with his big-time wide receivers as well. I think this game has uh, a similar writing on the wall to it. I like the Rams to be up early. The Niners will find a way to fight back and come back in this game. But Matt Stafford finds a way, big uh, big play at the end of the game to win it. Now, the, listen, the 49ers, I don't have to make a case for them to win the game. A little bit like you kind of may got to make a case for House since he wins this game. The Niners can win this game the, the way they've won the games in the past. In that Week 18 overtime win, the 27-24 overtime win to get the Niners in the playoffs, they ran the ball 31 times, 135 yards, and a touchdown. Listen, if the, if the Niners are running the ball 30-plus times for over 130 yards, and are getting touchdowns running the ball, they can win this game very easily. Nothing else really has to go right for the Niners. If they're running the ball efficiently, getting chunk yardage, uh, beating down on the undersized Rams defense, it's a star-studded defense, but it's undersized. They're not handled. It's not a bunch of Akeem Hicks in there uh, or... Uh, or. Uh, um, uh, the, the guy from Tampa Bay, I can't think of his name right now, uh, the, the run stuffing, uh, defensive line that Tampa has. This is a different defensive line. There are skill, finesse, pass rush defensive line. They're not a run-stopping uh, uh, line. You know, you don't have Ndamukong Suh, and uh, why can't I think of his name? But it's not, I'm just gonna, it's gonna drive me crazy. Someone out there is listening, is yelling at the at their radio saying, Mark, it's, it's so-and-so, the great defensive lineman, the, the big run-stopper for, uh, uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucs. Regardless, we move on. Uh, they don't, you know, I don't need to make a case for the Niners to win this game. This is more of a coin-toss game. My gut and my heart and my brain all say the Rams find a way to win it, so I'm gonna trust all three of those things. But if we're sitting here Sunday night talking about a Chiefs and Niners rematch in the Super Bowl, it would not shock me at all. I like Stafford to make the play in the big moment like he did last week against Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm putting my faith in that. I'll take the Rams over the Niners, 27-24 at home. The Rams, in my opinion, will be hosting the Chiefs second year in a row. The Kansas City Chiefs have to go to someone's home field to try and win a Super Bowl. Unprecedented and uh they certainly uh, are are not making it easy for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to become a dynasty. All right, uh that's my official pick. I'll take the Rams over the Niners. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Bengals. Rams, Chiefs Super Bowl. You heard it here on The Mark. Your list on The Mark, News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. When we come back, uh, my thoughts on the Chicago Bears' new leadership, strong thoughts and all of that. We're live and local on a Saturday morning in the Tri-States. It's on The Mark on News Talk 1070 KMO.
1: On our first date, we and the free KHMO mobile app.
0: Well, welcome on back to On the Mark here on New Stock 1070 KHMO. The KHMO app on the mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. If you need to get your taxes done, bring your W 2s to Cunis to, to Honda or Hyundai here in Quincy. It's incredible what they're doing right now. They will file your taxes for you. They will put their, your tax return money on a card, and you can use that card immediately towards a down payment on a new vehicle. It is an insanely incredible program happening at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Check them on out, cunisquincy.com or stop by the dealership today, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, right there in between, uh, Main Street and Broadway in Quincy, right across from the Village Inn, uh, and the Hy-Vee. You can't miss them right by the, with the Wendy's. Tell them Mark sent you. Cunis Honda Hyundai. All right. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespen's headlines on the mark. The Chicago Bears have a new Ryan and a new Matt. <laughs> you got to laugh at the Bears, right? A little bit. You got to you got to sometimes laugh at yourselves. Uh, yes, the Chicago Bears have a new leadership. Uh, they went from Ryan Pace, general manager, to Ryan Poles, general manager, and they went from Matt Nagy, head coach, to Matt Eberflus, head coach uh, of the Chicago Bears. I saw a great joke on Twitter from uh, Barstool Carl. Uh, he just said something like, "You know, Virginia McCaskey, that old broad. She's uh, she's old and she." She's too old and too rich to learn new first names. <laughs> She's it's like, find me a Ryan, find me a Matt. Um, in all seriousness, I was ecstatic about the Ryan Poles hire. Uh, from everything I've heard, he's been with the Chiefs organization for over 13 years. He's worked his way up. He actually was clay. Uh, he was an undrafted offensive lineman out of Boston College, where he protected Matt Ryan and had a nice uh, playing career at Boston College. The Bears actually signed him uh, as an undrafted player. He ended up didn't make it. Didn't make the 53 man roster. So it's kind of this poetic story to it. He immediately got into the player personnel roles and the scouting roles at Kansas City. He. He's been a scout for Kansas City. Uh, basically, since 09, uh 08, 09, and it's worked his way up all the way to the head of the, the director of the player personnel and scouting. Uh, and everyone across the league said, This is a guy that deserves a chance at a general manager spot. He knows how to evaluate talent. And especially being a former player, I trust that as well. So I love, love, love that. The Bears don't need money guys, they're run by money guys. I mean, that's what George and Ted do. They pinch pennies, they know how to worry about the cap and the money ryan poles is gonna draft and and not make busts like adam shaheen he's not gonna uh hopefully spend way too much money on tariq cohen knowing that he can go find a khalil herbert that's the type of things that we're i'm excited about with ryan poles and then they hired matt eberflus and i said it on the show last week didn't i i could check back in my notes i'd be disappointed if they hired hackert Hackett, Frazier, or Eberflus. And the reason I said, and I didn't have a ton of time to expand on it, but the reason I put Eberflus in the disappointing category is because this is an offensive league. And, and if you look around the league right now, look what Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are doing with their teams at this point in the season. Look what Andy Reid does with his offense at this point in the season. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you just you – just, want that symbiotic relationship. That's why we were excited about Matt Nagy. And, and I know it ended in in a, in a in a whirlwind of disaster and his offense never expanded and it was a bad offensive scheme. But at least you have the hope and the excitement that you're going to have a great symbiotic offensive relationship with your quarterback and your coach. Now, a lot of people point to, well, look at Josh Allen. You know, he had Sean McDermott as a defensive head coach, but Brian Dable was the one who everyone, I myself, was campaigning for Dable to get the Bears head coach a job. He was my number one choice because of what he did with Brian, with uh, Josh Allen. And a lot of people will say the Bears offensive coordinator job is now the most I- I- intriguing offensive hire in the NFL, because if you're a quarterbacks coach or you're a young offensive assistant somewhere, you can you can basically do what Brian Tableton. did. You can come in there, show that I know how to build an offense, even with the Bears who are allergic to offense. Uh, build the Bears a quarterback, and I would love to have the problem that uh, a lot of people say is the problem when you have a defensive coach. I'd love for our offense to be so good that people are hiring our offensive coordinators to be head coaches. Because I can never in my life as a Bears fan say the Bears offense is so good that they're hiring my offensive coordinators to be head coaches. I would love to have that problem. The scary thing is, in my history as a Bears fan and the Bears history in general, that doesn't happen. And you know what, though? I will say this. Matt Eberflus is 51 years old. He's a college player who then immediately started coaching at his uh, alma mater at Toledo. He's a action guy, tough guy, Midwestern pathos and ethos. Uh, Worked his way up through Toledo. Got a job uh, as the defensive coordinator for Mizzou from 01 to 08. Uh, from my sources inside my own building here at the radio station with Bill Schuler, who's a Mizzou football junkie. He was excited. He said he's known Matt Eberflus from his time at Mizzou, that he's an incredible evaluator of talent, and he really helped Mizzou build up that program to be able to get the invite to the SEC and, and do all those things. He makes the jump to the NFL as a linebacker coach for Cleveland. He then spends... Seven years uh, with the Dallas Cowboys uh, in those good years they had with Sean Lee running the linebackers. He also was the passing game coordinator uh, for the Cowboys as well. And I, I do think there's something to defensive coaches knowing offense because you got to know how to stop an offense to run a defense. So I, I think there's a, there's something to that. Um, but again, I think what I going back to the, my original point of why was I slightly disappointed. You know, the Bears have been running a three four. Matt Eberflus wants to go back to the kind of Tampa two four three. Now, the Bears have players for that, but it means there's going to be kind of an overhaul of the system. I don't love that my second year quarterback, who had a tumultuous first year with a disastrous offensive coaching staff, has to completely come in and learn a whole new system. I don't love that. I don't love that now my star defensive players, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, uh, Robert Quinn, they have to come in and learn a whole new defensive system from a 3-4 to a 4-3. They all are Extraordinarily capable of doing it, and I'm actually really excited to see Roquan Smith, you know, kind of play the 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 uh, the, the Mike Singletary, Brian Urlacher middle of the field type of linebacker. He's a little undersized for the traditional Darius Leonard. 4-3 middle linebacker, but he's so fast that he can get sideline to sideline. Yeah, you may be able to beat him over top because he's a little shorter and he's not going to, Brian Urlacher, make all the crazy interceptions, but Brian lacker's a Hall of Famer. Roquard Smith is an incredible, incredible player, uh, and I'm excited to kind of see him roam the middle of the field in the 4-3 if that's what they end up doing with him. There is disappointment though in that way because I think um us as Bears fans, you know, we need to know that offensively we can play in the 2022 NFL in the way it is. And right now, uh, as Bears fans, and I can speak for myself and I know a lot of others, we have just never been able to count on our offense in the modern NFL to be a productive offense, and so when you hire a defensive coach, it doesn't exactly instill a lot of great confidence uh, that the Bears offense will become that. I love the idea of them hiring the quarterback's coach out of Green Bay. If he's been with Matt LaFleur for a he knows their system, he knows what they're doing well, so I love that, a little bit of gamesmanship, of stealing you know what they do well, but also, I mean, if he's going to run an offense like Green Bay runs, I think that's where the Bears need to start looking. This Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay Matt LaFleur offenses are what's winning in the NFC right now. Unique running games, unique uh, uh, pulling a guard scheme, putting Trent Williams as a fullback. I mean, that's the st- type of stuff that's winning. So if you can steal someone from that uh, era of offensive football. I'd love that. Pep Hamilton uh, is another name that floated around. I love the idea of Pep Hamilton. He's a quarterback development guy. Uh, he can come in there speak directly to Justin Fields and build an offense that just would work around Justin Fields. Mike Kafka out of Kansas City is another one. He's a Northwestern kid. Uh, He spent time with Doug Peterson, Kansas City. He knows that style of, all right, I'm building an offense like that. It's going to be a really important hire for Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, building the rest of that staff. Overall though, uh, you know, I'm not nearly as excited as I was four years ago when they announced Matt Nagy's those. I'm just not. I'll be honest with you. Part of it is I've been so beaten down by the last year and a half of Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. I'm very excited about what the Bears do with a the draft. They don't have a ton of draft capital. Let's see what Ryan Poles does there. Does he try to bring back a key mix? What does he do with some free agent signings? says the new regime can they repair the the relationship with Allen robinson and bring him back and get him signed to a long-term deal So a lot to be excited for in that regard for the bears and i will give matt Eberflus a hundred percent of a chance i'm not going to uh i'm not going to be difficult on him unnecessarily uh i you know i tweeted out i know it's you know it's twitter you're trying to be funny and and, and topical but i i think that it is a part of it that's serious like Fire pace, fire, uh, you know, Nagy rolls off the tongue. Fire, e- fire, Eberflus doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. I don't want to be tweeting fire Iberflus anytime soon. I try to say that ten times fast. Uh, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I also think that, you know how I've talked myself up about the Matt Eberflus hire. Is he's 51 years old. He's, he's young. He's motivated. He's not a retread. It's not a Leslie Frazier. It's not a Dan Quinn. I was not excited about those retreads. I would have been excited about a Brian Flores retread because he's really young and he's proven that he's, he can, he can coach in this league and it, it is not his fault of what happened in Miami overall. I, I believe, but he gets a chance and he's a defensive guy and Chicago and the Bears organization is a defensive town. And you know what? Great defenses can still get you far and they can make you a winning organization. All I want from my Bears... Is a, is a really, really good football team that consistently is competing for their division and if they don't win the division, they're making wild card spots. There's seven spots in the NFC to make the playoffs. I want a Bears team that is making them year after year after year after year. Give me a chance in the playoffs. You never know what can happen. Look at the Niners. Look at the Rams. They put themselves in those positions. Every year, they're giving themselves a chance making the playoffs in a tough division. I want that for my Bears team. And if Matt Iberflus can deliver that, and if our young quarterback can start to shine and flourish and be a, a real player and be a, a a problem in the NFC that the older quarterbacks don't want to deal with, then I am a happy, happy camper. you getting me into the tournament. Give me a chance to make something happen. And, uh, and can Matt Eberflus do that? I hope so. I hope overall it just doesn't become a clown of an organization like it has the last year and a half. The first year of Matt Nagy was so promising. You had Club Dub. You had the playoffs. The double doink and everything after that unraveled, and the Bears were really, and now we're hearing all the stories of the past four years as a Bears organization, kind of a clown show. Ryan Poles, can you set a tone? Can you set a culture? Can Matt Eberflus enforce that? And can they uh, find a way to get my Bears to the playoffs more uh, more times than not? I hope so. You're listening on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. When we come back, uh, what do we got? Um, I'm going to jump into the Super Bowl matchups. I'll rank. I've predicted my Super Bowl matchup. I'll rank now what are the four best for the viewing, for us, for the TV ratings, all of that. We're live and local. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070
2: KMO. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal postoperative pain and swelling. Remember... Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and
1: the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. And in the wake of COVID 19, we haven't been moving enough. An estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily amount of physical activity. It's time to move and keep moving, America, wherever you are and however you can. Movement reduces your risk of diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It improves your brain function and mental health. It helps you manage pain and boost your immune system. And when you need help... Physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side with expert care to increase your strength and mobility and to improve your quality of life through prescribed exercise and teamwork. Because even in a pandemic, we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit
3: ChoosePT.com. I'm Ed Harrell, and this is The Kindness Revolution. An old adage in sales is that people tend to do business with people that they like. The interesting addition to this statement is that people tend to like people who behave like they do. Think about that for a moment. If you're enthusiastic and upbeat, do you want to be around people who are down and negative? If you're more quiet and reserved, do you want to be with the enthusiastic and upbeat person we described earlier? Observing behavior can lead to learning how others want to be treated, and in building strong relationships, we need to treat others the way they want to be treated. So, here's what we can learn from this. If you want to relate to someone else, model the way you behave more towards the way they behave. This is sometimes referred to as mirroring and can lead to building and maintaining relationships that are important to you, as well as reducing conflict between people. So, give it a shot and let me know how it works. To learn more, check us out at The Kindness Revolution. Net.
0: New federal guidelines have nearly doubled the number of Americans eligible for lung cancer screening.
2: Insurance companies are required to cover these tests for those ages 50 to 80 who currently smoke or used to smoke. Along with new treatments, lung cancer screening saves lives.
1: If you are 50 to 80 years old and smoke or used to smoke, talk to your doctor about lung
2: cancer screening. For more information and to find a screening center near you, visit the National Lung Cancer Roundtable at NL. Mainly clear today with daytime highs approaching 42. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows dip down to about 22 tonight. Partly cloudy. Partly cloudy skies again tomorrow. Highs level off around 34. A mix of clouds and sun. Monday with highs in the upper 40s. Chance for scattered rain showers. Tuesday. Right now, 21.
0: Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KMO, and the KMO app brought to you by QNAS Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving Mac That's QNAS Honda Hyundai. Uh, you've heard the story a million times, but you got to check them out, QNASQuincy.com. Check out their online store. I found my truck on KunisQuincy.com. It wasn't at their Cunis Quincy location. So at another one of their locations up in Monmouth, Illinois. Uh, and I said, oh, well, SOL, I guess I can't have it. They're like, no, no, no. We'll have that truck for you here tomorrow to test drive. They did. I was able to test drive, make the deal. It's incredible, the network of dealers that they have, uh, and they can find you what you're looking for. CunisQuincy.com. If you stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, just tell them Mark Sencha. you. All right, uh, welcome on in, if you're just joining us here, last uh, 15 minutes of the show or so. Uh, I want to take this opportunity down to break down the Super Bowl matchup. So obviously, I've predicted Chiefs-Rams. I think Chiefs-Rams is the... Best matchup for us. I think it's the best matchup possible between the two best teams. I think it's going to be a fun, pretty Super Bowl. I think I love the idea that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are so good and they're so elite, but they may not win as many Super Bowls because they have had to do two of the most unprecedented things, play in the home field for the team they're playing against. I mean, that's never happened in NFL history. We can have it back-to-back years, and the Chiefs could have to try and go through it back-to-back years. I think that is an insane storyline. It's one of those moments in history 30 years from now, we as football fans, I'll be in my 60s looking back and be like, man, those Chiefs teams – Talking to my grandkids, like who's Patrick Mahomes? Now he's all these records. Those Chiefs teams, man, they should have won more Super Bowls. But they went up again, had two in a row. It's unprecedented. It's crazy. I think there's some history to that that I love, and I also just think that's the best game. I think that's high flying, high scoring uh, Rams Chiefs that Monday Night Football game with Jared Goff and Mahomes. They'll replay a bunch of that. Um, I, I think. I think it's just in L. A. I think it would be a fascinating, fascinating matchup for all of them. I think that would be the best ratings as well. Um, The number two matchup I'm going to go with is uh, Chiefs 49ers, the rematch. Uh, Because first off, it eliminates that whole someone playing in a home field turf and then maybe the fair unfair advantage to that. I think you get the rematch. The Niners get their chance to avenge that loss. Jimmy G, he basically... Lost his starting job eventually to Trey Lance because he overthrew um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders by two yards. And they lost that game against the Chiefs. It gives Patrick Mahomes a chance to um, reassert himself into the dynasty category. Uh, into the the upper echelon of quarterbacks. I think it puts Patrick Mahomes honestly in a pedestal that's already ahead of Aaron Rodgers, ahead of Russell Wilson, ahead of a lot of people, two Super Bowls. He, he most likely would be the two Super Bowl MVP if they win uh, two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, he starts getting in a really rarefied air. And no one's going to claim that it was an easy win. I mean, that Niners team, when they went to the Super Bowl the first time, were healthy and they were, they were dominant. If the, this Niners team makes the Super Bowl run, They'll have went through Green Bay, L.A., uh, and the the Dallas Cowboys to do it. No one is going to say that they're a a non-worthy team. Yeah, offensively, they're limited at the quarterback, but they play a really effective style of football. So I think number one matchup that we all should root for is Chiefs versus Rams. I think that's an incredible game, the most fun to watch, a really competitive. I think the second one for storylines, for competitiveness, for fun would be uh, Chiefs versus Niners. I think the third matchup that we would we should root for is actually Rams versus Bengals. I think the Rams at home you have that whole fun storyline. You have Matt Stafford, uh this is his chance to honestly make his Hall of Fame resume. He's got the numbers. He's left Detroit. There's, I think it puts Matt Stafford on, a, on another pedestal. It's, it's a great storyline. LA, Super Bowl, Rams. And then you have Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow upsets Patrick Mahomes. Is Joe Burrow the new king of AFC quarterbacks? Joe Burrow went. Uh, at home, took care of the Raiders. He went and took care of the one seed, getting sacked nine times. He miraculously beats the Chiefs. He's in the Super Bowl, and he gets to go against the vaunted Rams at home. I think that's an incredible, fun storyline uh, and uh, a really great one. They're, really, the NFL's lucky. There's no bad Super Bowl matchup here. And uh, that gives me my fourth matchup, which I put fourth, but it's still a really good matchup because I think of the storylines. You have the Niners. Can they avenge the fact that the Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, he lost 28-3 to as the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. He, they got upset by they, – they got beat by Mahomes in the Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, they have a chance to avenge their, their Super Bowl loss – And now they have to do it against a Bengals team that is just as red hot as them, that can score at will, uh, that has a a dynamic running back and a stud young quarterback who is playing with uh, all the confidence, the house money in the world, and a rematch of the Super Bowl in which the only Super Bowl the Bengals have ever made an appearance in, and they lost to to the Niners. So you get that, and I think that was exactly... 30 years ago uh, or 31 years ago, something like that. I mean, there's something, the, the anniversary of that just happened. So I think there's a lot of fun storylines. There's no bad Super Bowl matchup. Whatever the Super Bowl matchup is, I will be extraordinarily excited for it. We will be lucky as fans of the game, and the NFL will see good ratings for it. I think uh, in order, an uh, order of it though, you want Chiefs, Rams, you want Chiefs, Niners, then Rams, Bengals, Bengals, Niners. That would be my four. All right, you're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. Brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back. Uh, final uh, last minute stretch of the show here. I will break down uh, a little NBA talk. I know we've been football heavy for 45 straight minutes, uh, but that's what you get on Championship Weekend. And uh, we'll get a little more football talk in there. I'll squeeze in a little bit more uh, before the end of the show. It's on the market. News talk 1070 KHMO live and local here in the Tri-States.
1: Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Fear is a natural chemical reaction in our brains. The amygdala is a part of the brain that activates when we sense a threat and causes the body to have a physical response. However, the hippocampus is a part of the brain that then helps our brains interpret the threat. So, if we were to see a T-Rex coming at us, we may instinctively be afraid. But then that fear is tempered by the fact that it's just a movie. This tempering of fear is the job of our faith. It's a filter through which we view our world, fearful events and circumstances, reminding us that no matter what we see, God is in control. Heartbeat is brought to you by The Salvation Army.
2: 76% of employees have struggled with at least one issue that affected their mental health. When you share, you're not alone. Ask about your company's emotional health benefits. Visit heart.org slash sharing. Brought to you by the American Heart Association.
0: Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to on the Mark here on News Talk 1070 Ken KHMO. Brought to you by uh, Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back that's kunis honda hyundai tell them mark sent you over three thousand new news vehicles to choose from i mentioned the tax program they have go get your taxes done at kunis honda hyundai and they will get you uh driving in a new vehicle using that tax return money as a down payment credible program that kunis honda hyundai is doing all right uh let's jump into the final uh final uh five minutes or so of the show here i do want to talk a little mba before going back to football to wind it down NBA All-Star starters announced. You have to take the starters with a slight grain of salt. Fifty um, percent of what determines an NBA All-Star starter is the fan vote, and I, and I listen. It's an All-Star game, so I get it. They want the they want them in, and I think overall they did a great job. In the Western Conference, LeBron, Jokic, Curry, and John Morant all are very deserving. All are extraordinarily deserving of being starters. The Andrew Wiggins one I think is interesting. I, I don't exactly know where it came from. I have a feeling it has something to do with some internet movement of the Warriors being really, really good. Wiggins kind of stepping up early in the season uh, as they were waiting to get Clay Thompson back and Warriors fans, you know, kind of boosting up Wiggins and making him a first time starter. Good for him. Uh, Wiggins has had a weird little NBA career. Uh, he's found his role now with the Warriors. And if Andrew Wiggins is your fourth best player in the Warriors, that's a championship team, especially the way he's playing average 18 points a game um, in the East. Uh, Durant, Giannis, DeRozan, and uh, and Embiid all very deserving starters. Uh, they all uh, are playing at an incredible high level. Giannis, I think personally, should be the captain, but Durant gets the fan vote again. Uh, Durant team Durant versus team LeBron. We're going to have that again as they make their picks. I will say, Trey Young is the other starter. Trey Young, I don't. I'm a Bulls fan. I think Zach Levine is the better player right now. He's having the better season and all that. But this is a little bit of a nod to Trey Young in the fact of what he did in the playoffs last year. His name exploded uh, with getting them to where they got in the playoffs the Eastern Conference Finals and what he did with that Atlanta Hawks team. So I, I don't... um I don't hate on this move. Listen, he puts up numbers. He's a, he's a good player. Atlanta's a big market, a lot of fans, and uh, they're supporting their guy. Zach Levine will be a, a – a- A player on this team, and he'll probably be the first pick of the non-reserves, of the non-starters when those names come out, uh, because he's had such an incredible year. Um, I will say what LeBron James has done, 18 All-Stars, he's the first player in NBA history to have 18 All-Star starts. Uh, He's one behind Kobe and Kareem for most all-time, of 19 All-Star games played. He will get that number again. The dude is... Otherworldly. And uh, what he's doing to keep L.A. right now just even alive in the Western Conference – He deserves, again, all the credit in the world. Uh, LeBron James is the second greatest basketball player of all time. It's not close. Him and Jordan are in their own atmosphere. I would always put Jordan ahead just because of just playing the game at the highest level and the dog that you need to play the game and be the best of the best. Jordan has more of that than LeBron, but LeBron James is the most talented, most well-rounded overall then basketball player of all time. But he's just number two, and there's no – Fault of being number two ahead of Kobe, ahead of Kareem, ahead of Shaq, ahead of Wilt, ahead of all, Magic, and all those other all-time greats. Uh, LeBron is there and uh, deserves to be there, but he's number two. Uh, finally, I really want to quickly mention. Obviously, we didn't get to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs and in an incredible game, uh, all-time great game. Can I say this though? The AFC is so incredible, and 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 we as football fans are so lucky to get to watch the AFC over the next three years. I don't want to go 10 years. You could go 10 years. I'm not going to because we saw what happened with Andrew Luck. We thought we were going to have him for 10 years, and the Colts couldn't keep him healthy. And I worry about that with Joe Burrow a little bit. But the fact of the matter you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Joe Burrow, uh, you have Justin Herbert, and you have Lamar Jackson. This AFC, I mean, there's going to be five. Those are five incredible talents. Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer. Josh Allen, Uh I mean, like... That, some of those guys aren't going to win Super Bowls because Mahomes will prevent him or Allen will prevent them. They're eating each other alive. This is a literally a reincarnation of of Brady and Manning, which I think is Mahomes and Allen. And then you know you had Rivers, Roethlisberger, uh, and and uh, a couple of those other guys. They have seen Joe Flacco, some of those other guys who who you know they did not win as much because they had to deal with Brady and and uh, and uh, and. And Manning, I, and if I was to rank them right now, that five quarterbacks. If I had to start my franchise right now, if like the Bears lost Justin Fields, and you could say you get to pick any quarterback, I'd go Mahomes one, I'd go Allen two, I'd go Joe Burrow three. Have
1: you wanted to?